What is going on, Badger fans? We got to sound the recruiting cannons. We got another one coming to Madison, plus a player enters the portal, and we're going to talk basketball, and we're going to talk about least and most worrisome football positions. We got a loaded show with the guest coming up on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Thank you for making Lockdown Badgers your for- first listen every single day. One of your um, go-tos for all your Badger news. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we got Justin Jolka jumping on, uh, obviously great friend of the show. I am drinking out of my new Edmund Fitzgerald coffee cup, so I'm ready to go. Oh, he's got the Motion W on his. Um, so, obviously, we got to start here. New commit. We got to sound the cannons, as always. Fire the that. recruiting cannons. <laughs> Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. Okay, Justin. Uh, Kion Barry Johnson commits 5'10", 170 pounds, 5'11", 175, somewhere in that range. Uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois. We talked a lot about uh, the staff's push into Illinois. That's another example mm-hmm. here. Um, offer list. Not the biggest offer list, but Boston College, Cincinnati, um, a lot of kind of the Bowling Green type schools. Mid three star player. I know this is a guy we've talked about him before. You and I. I don't know on the show, but certainly off off the show. You like him a lot. Um, so I want to kick it to you to get started on, on Barry Johnson. I love his skill set um, for the type of guy he is. Like you and I talked offline a little bit about this because people will compare him. He's a slot receiver, like primarily. This is a guy that I don't think he's ever going to carry the weight to be an outside guy. And I'm sure you can do it in, in certain situations. I just don't think that he's a guy that's going to get to like 200 pounds because he does have a, a laner frame. Um, but I do think he's a guy you can get to 185 kind of range, 190. And I think that he's he's very explosive in terms of athleticism. He's not a burner, but he's a guy who can really go up and get the ball. Um, he's got some incredible highlight reel catches that he's had at camps. Um, he's a guy who is very, very shifty. Uh, he's shiftier than anybody that we have in our roster right now. And that's saying something with the, the recent guys that we've brought in in Tretch and Pauling. Um, but this guy in a tight space, his, he's just got the quickest feet. Like he's so good at moving around and he's very creative, uh, which is something that is, is a skill that I don't think a lot of people really take into account, but there's something to be said for the level of vision and creativity a player has in tight spaces that not everyone has. And this is a guy that has it. He's, he's extremely good at, sifting his way through trash when there's a bunch of people around him. Um, and I really like him from the standpoint of a guy that you can stack with someone like Tretcher Pauling and put in the, you know, if we're going to run three, three or even quads and you have these guys that are borderline impossible to stay with, like you're not putting a safety or a linebacker on these guys. You, it would be just a feeble attempt on defense. Like they're just going to carve up whoever's across from them because they're just too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like him. Uh, I know that the the word out there is that he's he's pushing on a couple of different places for a, a decent bump here in terms of his ranking, which I'm I'm looking forward to finding out where he where he settles. But the the sites here, and it sounds like the coaching staff loved him. I've mm-hmm. I've heard he's the, he was at the top of their board. Um, it's very interesting to see how that board actually is. I would love to be in the recruiting room at some point to kind of know how this is actually stacking up. But I like him. I think that he's under-recruited. Um, we'll see how much 
when things you know kind of pop here with with ranking and stuff like that. But I'm I'm really high on this kid. Now he's he's very different from Tretch. And you and I talked about that a lot. Tretch is more, I think, explosive out of his cuts in terms of being able to separate. Uh Barry doesn't accept doesn't you know get that separation quite as easily as what we've seen from some of Tretch's film. But both of them are very, very complicated guys to stay around to stay with on defense. Yeah, I, 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 let me start with what I really like. And one of the things I've talked a lot about, I think we have as well, recruiting the, the receiver room is putting players in there with different skill sets, right? Mm-hmm. There, There is a ton of players in this room now that we're building that have different skill sets where if you have a good offensive coordinator, which we do, uh, you can really utilize those. You know, Kyan Barry Johnson brings something that, as you mentioned, really no one else on the roster has with his, his open field ability is incredible. You throw him that little smoke screen, tunnel screen, receiver screen. There's different terminology for it. He, people don't bring him down easily in the open field. Um, so that part of it is incredible. And he brings something new to the receiver room, which I really like. The, the one part that I think to me is a bit of a stretch is one of the – if you watch film on him, he is high-pointing the ball, right? He's, he's, he's really elevating and catching it. Um, people are really selling that at you know a great uh, ball skills. The ability – I don't know how well that translates as a 5'10-ish receiver at the college level. It's almost like if you had a elite 5'11 athlete playing point guard in, in high school basketball and he's a great rebounder. Well, that may not translate really well at the next level. So I don't know where that skill set translates, but I love the hands. Well, I think the sure. one thing you see from that is the hands are great. He's going to make contested catches. If he's taking a slant on the inside and somebody's draped over him, those hands translate. I just don't know if the high-pointing thing is sure. something that – you look at the next level and say, well, against a college quarterback who may be 5'11", 6 foot, I don't know. I like the pickup, though, because I think he adds something different. I think he adds explosiveness after the catch. And if you look at a guy who is great in the open field, great hands, he's sudden, that also screams maybe a punt returner down the line or a mm-hmm. kick. Yeah, I think that that's an area that he's going to be – he's going to fall right in. Like, he's a guy in tight spaces, especially on punt returns where he's not going to have a lot of lot of room to work a lot of the times when when he gets the ball. This is a guy that I think that can can reel off some of those returns that we haven't seen in a long time. Mm, got to go back. You got to go back to Aaron Crookshank as returner. Um, for punt returns, probably uh, Abadaris. Kenzel Dober, yeah. I housed one, although he was he was a different type of player, obviously. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go to here with this, because another part that's interesting to me is not a big recruiting – offer list right we talked about it you you said under recruited i would agree with that but no matter what this is a, a plan a target for the staff mm-hmm. right you're not yeah they target he was one of the earliest offers at wide receiver and had cincinnati interest this is this is somebody they really like so i think if you're if you're on board with luke fickle and the the scouting the recruiting the development the player personnel side which i think most of us are there's a track record there i would tend to ignore that that offer list a little bit and more focus on this is a plan a target for this staff one of the things i want to point out is if you look kind of at the guys who are at cincinnati over the last few years it's starting to look like like their wide receiver coach has a pretty good eye for talent like the guys that were there this last year are are kind of bumping up draft boards they had a second rounder a couple years ago when the guy they went to the playoff I think he's got a pretty good eye for talent, and I think we we both agree that Longo likely does. Yeah. Um, so I I trust their evaluations at wide receiver. I think it's different than Witted, but I don't think that Witted was a bad evaluator either. 
I just think that he was looking at a very different offense that they were or getting guys to. I think what I'm noticing is it seems like explosiveness and speed are things that are, are very desirable to this staff. They like guys who, who are very quick, who can be elusive, and who they don't necessarily get as hung up on frame and size, but they want somebody who can move. Um, they'll take whatever body type if it's if they have that skill set. Yeah, well, how about that that class shaping up, right? Steck, Booker, Johnson, Metoyer. You're mm. the, they're Dupree, hopefully. You start to really stack some pretty yeah. interesting skill talent. Up yeah, there. if the running backs commit that we think are going to commit in Dupree and Matthews, that is a level of running back room in terms of speed and elusiveness that we've never had. Like if, if we, at the very earliest, I think you'd have to go back to, man, I can't think of a time where we didn't have like a thunder and lightning. Like it's always been one guy. There's never been multiple speed elusive guys. I mean, technically, right. You had James white and Melvin Gordon was in that room. He Gordon was really more of an all purpose guy though, but he, he, he wasn't he, really explosive. If you're talking yeah. explosive. Yeah. Explosive, but he was, and he was shiftier. Like the, when I look at running backs, the guys who, who are, just really complicated to deal with in space. Gordon and and uh, and uh, who is our guy that's in the pros right now that's doing so good? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. They're more subtle with their cuts. They weren't guys that had these exaggerated moves in the open field. It was like I'm going to make just enough of a move where I'm not going to reduce my speed. Yeah. Houston Dupree are guys that that will create separation with their ability to jump cut and move off of guys and create it that way. Now the downside to that is those guys will create some of that separation. It may cost them in terms of breaking long runs, but it's more likely to create short 10 yard pops or 20 yard pops, but they both had the speed that once they get up to speed, you're not catching. Yeah. I mean, James White was like that. Dar- Dari was like that in space. Dari yep. was a handful in space. If you want to think about guys, just difficult. We, we just couldn't get him to it. <laughs> yeah. We, we struggled getting enough touches, but, and there was another guy carved out a bit of an NFL career. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back. Justin's going to critique the areas I was most, I'm most worried about and least worried about. He's going to tell me where I'm wrong and where I'm right. Coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, as always, today's show brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Um, new customers step up to the plate with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. It is baseball season, strikeouts, home runs, grand slams, no hitters. Uh, go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Um, you can bet on Aaron Judge picking up where he left off in the home run race. Maybe um, Max Freed going on a strikeout bridge, Spencer Strider, I'm a Braves fan. Or you can do same-game parlays. Mix all of it together. Instant payouts on the easiest app to use. Safe, secure, incredibly easy to download and get started. So don't miss it. Plus, NBA playoffs are going on. This is this is the NBA regular season is kind of a grind. It's like one, of, in my opinion, one of the worst regular seasons. But the playoffs are awesome. That's going on right now. Don't miss your chance. No sweat. First bet up to one thousand dollars back when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon to sign up. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Major League of Major League Baseball. All right, I want to thank everybody who listens every day, the everydayers. If you're with us, you know, yesterday we were talking recruiting news. We were talking um, different types of, of, of basketball questions, listener questions. If you're going to be with us tomorrow, we're going to continue talking. we got John Garcia Jr. coming up. Appreciate everybody who listens every day, the everydayers uh, on that grind. Listen to all the Badger news we put out. 
All right, Justin, let, let's get you back on here. And you're an everydayer. Um, I went with, in a previous show, I just want your critique on this. I listed my my positions on the football team coming at this point in spring football I'm most worried about and least worried about. I'm going to start with my least because I think this is probably one that's going to generate less, mm-hmm. less disagreement between us. I am least worried about receivers, quarterbacks, and I'm taking into position the starters and the depth, right, yeah. if somebody gets hurt this year. Um, least worried about receivers, quarterbacks, and safeties. If you yeah, have to pick three, is that where you're at? Yeah, I think I would take them in that order too. I think receiver is just stacked. I mean, we don't even have Bryson Green out there yet. And I, I feel very comfortable with what we have to throw out there. And Bryson Green may end up being the best wide receiver we have. So mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, but I think right now we're looking at our wide receiver room. It's probably in the top three or four in the Big Ten right now. And by the end of the season, we may be saying they're number two. Right. Um, if you had to add one, sure. no, what would be your fourth position? Because I think the top three, to me, were kind of obvious. What's the fourth position, if you have to pick one, that you're least worried about behind those three? That's an interesting question. Um, Kicker? Wow. <laughs> I you think you have two guys there that are in uh, – That's ben interesting. And, uh, and Vakos, who I think are both fairly consistent. Like if if you if Vacos got injured, I think you'd be okay with Vanzels. You just don't love the the range. But Phil Longo, I doubt is going to be settling for you know the fourth and two from the thirty five. He's gonna he's gonna want to run a play. So I, I think I feel pretty good about anything under forty yards with our kickers. Now that's interesting. I'm more worried about special teams. So let's get to our worries then. These are the well, I, I'm not saying I'm, I feel good about kickoffs and punt returns. <laughs> I just yeah, think I that if we're saying the next position that I, I, I think inside linebacker might be next for me. That's one I was considering too. Um, I think there's some depth there. I, I just don't know after the first top three guys, and I, I guess take grass would probably make it four. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know after that what I what's necessarily there. So an injury, it would be interesting for me to see who they're looking at. Now, Sanborn, We've heard a little bit here and there about him performing in uh, spring here. So it's possible that he's pushing a little bit, but I we haven't heard enough about the backup guys for me to feel super confident. I do That's think that they're four deep there. And four deep with quality, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're all starter starter quality. All right, let's get into my three positions I was most worried about. Um, and this was – I did this list maybe a week ago, but I still feel pretty good about it. Um, I've interior offensive line mostly based on the fact that there's been a ton of snapping issues and Jake, Jake Renfro hasn't been in healthy. Now, keep in mind, he missed last year with injury. Now he's already mm-hmm. missing time. Now it's a new team and a new offensive system for him. Um, I don't love that. He's not getting reps right now. Sure. So I got interior offensive line. I got the defensive ends because I just don't think there's a disruptive player there. I think they're just all mostly run stoppers. Well, or he's injured right now. Or he's injured right yeah. there. Right. For sure. And then I have special teams only because I haven't I I don't have as much faith in our kickers just because I haven't seen I haven't seen Backos like a lot of hype there was hype last year with Calvaroso too now Backos is more established he was you know a very good kicker freshman American yeah. we haven't seen it and we're also replacing a great punter and I just know in close games <laughs> like as one special teams gaff can can absolutely kill you so those are my three. I did not say punter first off. <laughs> so I want to clarify on that. That is a position that I'm I, I have no clue on punter, but that might be the one I'm most worried about because we didn't bring anybody in. 
So we're we're kind of blind there. It's not like we've heard a lot of info as to what's going on with punt coverage. And we we had a guy leave who was probably one of the better punters we've had in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. So and an absolute animal of an athlete. So mm-hmm. no matter what, I mean that's what we need to find out, right? Are we gonna find out that our, our punters bench pressing 450? Then then we know we're in good hands. He's gonna go be a bouncer after his <laughs> college career. So where are you at on those three? Is there a different position you're more worried about than I am? I feel okay about the offensive line. I'd like to see Renfro out there. Um, it sounds like Bordellini's starting to get the snap down. It, it's different for him. Like he was used to having a, a QB under center. So it's not shocking to me that he had some struggles switching to this. Wisconsin just didn't work out of the shotgun a ton. Um, I do expect him to be at least capable by the time we get to the season. So I think I think he'll be all right. So I think you'll you'll be comfortable with the depth there if Renfro's healthy. If he's not, then yes, I, it's definitely something that I would be worried about because I don't think we're too deep at center behind him. Um, I I feel good about the guard positions actually. I think we're I, the offensive line in general is actually one of the areas that I think that I feel pretty comfortable with going into this season. It sounds like Bicknell feels pretty good about it too. Um, so I'm very curious to see how we look. Uh, I, I'm curious about the offense in general and how teams play us to start the year. Will they play us straight up? Will they play us like old Wisconsin and then adjust as necessary? So it's it's going to be really interesting to me going into this season. Is there a spot that you're that you would throw in that list that I didn't list in terms well, of your most concerned? Punter for sure. Cornerback, I'm a little leery on because we had a lot of youth. I, I, w- I would like to have another guy. Like I know they've they have Josh DeBerry that they were going after. I would love to see them bring him in just for depth purposes because I do actually think that there's some aspirations for this team this year. I think they could be very good. If the offense is is legit and the defense is say top 25-ish, top 20-ish, they could be a problem team. They could be a dark horse team this year, but you need to have it where like if right now, if we lost a corner, one of our starters, we're in a, we're in a position that I'm not comfortable with at all. And I don't know how you feel about that, but I am, I'm very uncomfortable with Smith or, or Hallman goes down. Especially Smith, right? Yeah. Like if you lost Smith. Yeah. That, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I want to finish up this segment. Uh, next segment, we're going to get into a fun giveaway that we've been talking about. I, I, I'm going to ping Justin on this one to help me give away the prize. So if you get, if you don't get it, uh, blame him. I want to talk about <laughs> Julius Davis for a second. He, he did enter the portal, the former in-state prospect. Um, never really got it going at Wisconsin. I think 35 career carries, 200 yards. I want to share the screen quick because this is, this is the guy that we thought we were getting. And I just think injuries, unfortunately, um, took some of this explosiveness away. But this this was the play that made him famous, right? That 360-degree yeah. hurdle where he breaks like seven tackles. Uh, if you're watching, if you're listening on the podcast, I apologize. But that's who we thought we were getting in Julius Davis. And just never, it never materialized in Wisconsin. I think injuries played a big part there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard because we don't hear anything about what's going on. And I think there was like – you look at his stats from when he actually got on the field and he was productive. Like he averaged over five yards of carry for the little, little playing time that he did have, but there's, there's things there that we don't know. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to look at it and be like, well, there's clearly something that was happening that he wasn't getting more opportunity. 
because it wasn't like he was bad when he was in. He just he wasn't as dynamic as say Jonathan Taylor, but I don't think that he was a bad he would have been terrible. Like I think he would have been a good back if given more reps. I don't know if he would have been great, but I there we've been spoiled a little bit, but the last few seasons we haven't had a lot of depth at running back. And if you look at it, Malusi, it's not like Malusi was averaging a ton of yards per carry. So is Julius Davis really that different from him? I'm sure there's a lot of little things that he is, but in terms of carrying the football, I think that the talent was there. I just don't know how some of the other skill things that they looked at maybe were, were problems there. And I, I don't want to speculate because I don't know anything, but uh-huh. there's clearly a reason why he never moved up. It always seemed like he was perpetually fourth, third or fourth string. Yep. Even with depth issues, um, mm-hmm. certainly wish him the best. There were listen. There were times last year, and I was pretty vocal about this. I thought that the the, the staff did a disservice to Braylon Allen by mm-hmm. continuing to run him in games that were well passed over. Yeah, and people said, "Well, it's running back; you're going to take hits." Yeah. I'm like, "You don't need to take unnecessary ones." Yeah, you, that's why, you they, especially to- for a guy who they they seem to add up on, like the yep. Ohio State game. I'm Grady had a big run, but that game was that was over okay. by the end of the first quarter. I would not have had him in there at that point. There was yeah. another one later in the year where it was over. I'm trying to remember which one that was, but like you, you don't need to to grind him out. Yeah. Um, anyway, wish, wish Julius Davis the absolute best. He's transferred. Yeah. I hope he gets opportunity. He's got two years left. Yep. For sure. In state kid. Um, and that, that three, six, that three sixty hurdle high school is one of the better high school runs you'll ever see. I mean, that's an incredible play. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Come back, do our giveaway. Um, which role player I asked this on Twitter. I got a bunch of answers. Which role player would have former basketball role player would have helped last year's team the most if he had been on it? We're going to talk about the next on Lockdown Badgers, but first a quick break for our friends of the show. All right, let's bring Justin back on. I uh, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Y'all are awesome and incredible. So we're doing it. We did a giveaway. I said on Twitter, I wanted to say thank you again to people who support the show. So we're giving this away. It's this kind of really awesome 3D Camp Randall uh, wall art. And I asked the question, and this is super subjective, so it's not scientific in any way. Justin and I will be judges here. Which former Badgers role player would help the team the most? Help help last year's team the most if they've been on it. And I left role player very ambiguous. I said, you define it. Listen, we got some responses. I'm going to read some of the responses we got. Some of these guys, to me, aren't role players. Like, we got a Nigel Hayes vote. Like, that's not a role player. Um, yeah, he started he two years. Um, you could say he was a role player on the Final Four teams, but that was really only out of the fact that there was such a, a – Mm. massive amount of talent on the team. Like I, I don't view him as a role player. Like a role player to me is a guy who never breaks the starting lineup or consistently plays for the bulk of his career. Or maybe you're the fifth starter. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're very clearly a role player. Yes. Yeah. Like, you're not being leaned on. And Nigel was right. an all conference player. Like his last couple of years here. Get a cup of coffee with the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, so here, here, here's kind of the, the quick list of who we got. Khalil Iverson, Zach Showalter got a ton of votes. Duye Dukon, uh, Vito Brown got a bunch of votes. I like that one. Chris Vogt, Brad Davison, Gosser, Bruzewitz, Stizma, John Bryant, Aline Ford got several votes. Krabenhoff, Evan Anderson, just for the dancing and the vibes. Uh, Marcus Landry, Micah Potter, Nankaville. That's an interesting one. Bronson Koenig, early career. Again, I, I can't take Koenig, even yeah. though – Mason Sullivan said, I'm prefacing this by saying his early career where he's come off the bench, but he's too good of a player for me to be on this list. Ryan Evans and Ben Brust. So a really good list. 
And then I kind of cut it down to five or I'm going to add another one into this list. I said, these are the ones I'm going to go with. And Justin's going to pick the winner out of this. So I'm going to go with Khalil Iverson, Greg Stiesma, Bruzewitz, Showalter, Kravenhoff. And I'm going to add Keaton Nakeville into that. Out of that group, Justin, who would you have taken on last year's team to help the most? Um, Now, this is it's going to be complicated because they all have areas that they're not perfect. They're role um, players. Yeah. Iverson is probably the guy that I would go with because if you watched last year, a lot of the games that we really struggled in to, to separate with teams was dealing with athletic wings who were scoring on us. And I don't think we had a defender that had the length or athleticism to truly deal with that. And Iverson was a guy who's low maintenance. He's a plus rebounder. He's a very good defender. And he would have been light years better than when anything we could throw it on the wing on any of the guys that were a little bit quicker and more able to go out there and attack the rim against us, which was, it was a problem for the bulk of the season. We really struggled with stopping people from getting to the rim. I think that ideally you're, you're talking a guy who could actually stop people in the paint, but if you can shut it off on the perimeter, which I think Iverson would have been better at that, then, then you're fine. Um, we don't really have a former guy that I would say was a huge paint guy. Steesman was probably the closest to that, but he, he offered so little beyond being somewhat of a paint guy that it's like, man, it's so hard for me to look at you. Like if your pro career was almost better than anything he did in college. Yeah, I agree. And I agreed with you. I, I'm, I'm taking Iverson as well. So uh, let me start by saying whoever I'll go back in Twitter, whoever said Iverson first is going to be the winner of the giveaway. Um, I'll let you know. I'll DM you. We'll send that off to you. And for many of the same reasons, and if, if you're in the comments, if you're watching out of those six that I picked out, and again, this is completely subjective, right? But this is not scientific. These are the six I pulled out. Out of those six, who do you think would have helped last year's team the most if you're listening? I, I want your comments. I want your discussion. But I'm going to take Iverson as well because this team operated, to Justin's point, at such an athletic deficit last year. Mm-hmm. That adding a plus-plus athlete who is well-built, could defend really one through four, honestly, it, mm-hmm. to some degree would have helped you a ton on the glass, would have generated turnovers, would have had put back offensive rebounds. I, I would have taken Iverson too. I think he just would have – I think he would have helped quite a bit. And maybe you win two of those close games with Iverson, and then you're a bubble team. I mean, the ceiling doesn't get raised, but we're talking about a role player. So yeah, I would I would have gone Iverson as well. I think that's a good call. Justin, anything else, man? We got the, the launch coming up. We do. Yeah. Got to get everybody out on Friday. Uh, we'll be down there. Come join us, hang out, we'll talk some sports, do a little bit of a live show, and then, you know, next day, hopefully we get some decent weather for the actual launch, but we'll be right. around before that, possibly at Scotty Bar again, probably after to talk a little bit more about what we saw out on the field, if we're, you know, not frozen, stuck to the bench at the uh, at the uh, Camp Randall, but Something yeah. Really, but yeah. that's okay. We're going to be there regardless. Um Scotty dress bar, weather appropriate. <laughs> dress weather appropriate. Hey, but come to the Scotty Bar. You don't need to dress weather appropriate. Come yeah. to the Scotty Bar. Hang out with us. Uh, we'll chop it up and we'll just talk Badgers. Have some beer. Have some wings. Um, that's going to be the Friday before the launch from two to I would say two to four thirty ish is probably the window there. Yep. Anyway, on Wisconsin, we're going to talk again tomorrow. Um, as always, thank you, Justin, and um, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin.